Hollywood 2.0, The Vigo Show. Another episode, another chance to learn about the Hollywood 2.0 model. What is next and how the internet has changed Hollywood technology and entertainment. In today's episode, I think actually of all the episodes we've done, I think this one impacts as far as like the most number of people because of the wide swath of what we're talking about, which is social media and Facebook, Twitter, and what the next social media could be. And literally right before we went on, I was in the bathroom and I saw a Wired magazine and on the cover is Mark Zuckerberg. It's literally the May 2019 article and it says 15 months of fresh hell inside Facebook. And we'll be talking a lot about Facebook today. Our guest used to work at Facebook, was a studio lead there, Corey Good. Obviously, you know Ben Gantz, the founder of Beagle Pictures. Casey, Casey Puff. Good. Casey, what did I say? Corey, but it's fine. Why it happens. did I oh say boy. You know, I'll go by I'm Corey. I'm not editing that. Yeah. Sorry. Ladies and gentlemen. Why uh, did I say that? It happened. Hollywood 2.0, The Vigo Show. Talking a lot about Facebook because they're obviously the biggest that literally came out a couple months ago. 2.38 billion monthly active users. 1.5 or 1.6 daily billion billion daily active users. Uh, and I don't think there's ever been a company that we all maybe distrust as much. Yeah. <laughs> that we're all like, but we still use every single day. Yeah. Do you, I mean, am I, what do you think when I say that? It, like, I mean, I, I think to be fair to Facebook and to be fair to every other company, I think that, uh, Facebook's just the one that has exposure on the fact that, um, they monitor everything you do on the platform, but I forget who said this quote, but they said that when their product is free, you're the product. So wow. there's m every company will do anything they can to find out your, like Amazon, they'll find out your buying habits, they'll find out what your habits are. So, and is that evil? I don't know. I don't, I don't think it's necessarily evil, you know, mm -hmm. to, 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 to know what, what people tend, tend to do, mm -hmm. you know? So this is the, uh, the World Wide Web, guys, and this is what happens yeah. <laughs> when, we, when we mess around. Exactly. I'm the opposite of Michael. I'm 100% pro Facebook, pro Instagram. I, I think it's great. No, I, I I, I'm not... <laughs> I'm not anti-Instagram right. or anti-Facebook. I mean, I use it every day. Yeah. Are you on, are you oh, on they're it? just going oh, through yeah. a PR crisis right now. That's Big all time. it is. Big time. Big time. Yeah. Uh, I've said it to many Facebook execs, and okay. they all agree. Do you see that this is something that they will overcome, or do you think this is something, I mean, big picture, that will take them down? It's like, it's like the phone company, right? I mean, AT&T was broken up, but they were getting so many complaints that all their kids were spending so much time talking on the phone. It's just like, now oh, all my kids are on Instagram the whole time. You know, mm -hmm. it always goes away and it, you can't fight technology. Technology is here to stay. And I think again, going back to the fact that there's 2.4 billion monthly active, like it's too big to fail. You know, it's like the financial thing of the 2008 crisis. Like, Oh, yeah. banks can't fail. They're too big. Yeah. Like I everything that is on Facebook right now with the social media. And, and again, when we're talking about Facebook, we're not just talking about Facebook, we're talking about WhatsApp. Mm -hmm. We're talking about Instagram, mm -hmm. the other, you know, smaller companies that they own. I think- uh, Oculus. Oculus. There was the, the number of people that are employed. There are 37,773 people as of March 31st <coughs> that are employed by Facebook. Which is crazy, because I think when I started, which was in the end of 2015, there was 25,000 employees and so that that's they're growing exponentially what's the hiring process like okay so to clarify i wasn't an i wasn't an official facebook employee i was a contingent employee so i was part of the studio team which was brand new when i started so when i started facebook live had just like st the rollout just began mm -hmm. so it was a brand new product they were like oh my god mind you i think the first time pictures were on facebook was not long ago it was like 2012 2013 i'll have to fact check that but it's not as long as we think it was mm -hmm. so <clears throat> oftentimes what companies of this size do to scale a service like a studio team is they have to hire through a managed service provider so think like when you go to an like a big corporate office and you see the help desk where the where people like the employees are like hey my email's broken and they can go to the laptop guy and the laptop guy will help them like fix their accounts and stuff like that so that company is the one that they'd go to and they're like, hey, we need a studio team. So instead of just hiring a bunch of studio people as full-time employees, which is expensive, um, they go through a third-party 
client that they use, a vendor. And uh, that's how I was hired. And that's how pretty much the entire studio team was hired at Facebook in, in regards to what my job was, which was to, to build and run the Facebook Live studio. Um, so, but in terms of the process, I still had to be interviewed by, um, you know, it's, it's, it's very similar to if you were going to get hired uh, at, as a full-time Facebook employee. Um, so it just, you know, it's like any other interview, except it happens multiple times. <laughs> you yeah, know, you yeah, submit yeah. your, you submit your uh, resume and then they ask you a bunch of questions and they ask you deep stuff. Like what's your biggest failure and stuff like that. And it was interesting, but it was, uh, it was, you know, you learn a lot. No, that, that's really interesting to know that Facebook's using vendors for production because I started Vigo because we we're at Fox and we we're just hiring vendors. And I was like, I want to go to the other side. It mm-hmm. was kind of like a, a defense mm-hmm. lawyer becoming a prosecutor or vice versa. You're switching over. And uh, you got any hookups at Facebook? <laughs> we're already in with one of the big four. That's well, actually, last week. So when I left, I, I restarted a production company that I had with my business partner, and we got on board as a vendor. Oh, good <laughs> so nice. I, I, saw, <laughs> I saw the same opportunities. There you go. And, uh, I like the way you think. Yeah, and it's, it's much more, way more freedom than, yeah. than, uh, than working inside how I was. Because I was kind of the nail that they kept trying to, to hit down. Because, you know, I like to, I mean, we all, all three of us, I'm sure, mm-hmm. like to innovate and grow. Mm-hmm. And, and a company like that, whenever you do anything, like we were in the L.A. office, right? Um, so if I were to change anything in the L.A. studio, we had to think at a global scale. So let's say I did a black and white shoot. All of a sudden, the Brazilian office, their team might be like, hey, we want to have a black and white shoot. Well, now I just messed up the global service by just introducing this new thing we can do in the ELA office and that kind of stuff was really tough for me to deal with because it just means there's a lot of bureaucracy and a lot of red tape before you can actually do anything new so you, you're kind of handcuffed in that sense regarding what you can and can't do outside of the box is Facebook like a very and our other things that we're gonna be talking about obviously are the you know the next the next Facebook. Is there going yeah. to be a next Facebook? Is there going to be a next social media talking about how these companies are adapting and can they survive and talking about, I know like Twitter has never made money. They literally have said, we might never make money. How do mm-hmm. they do that? Snapchat still running in the negative. Uh, what do we think, you know, could be new features that will be added on. But I, in staying on that of, is Facebook a, a good place to work? I mean, is that that environment, are people really excited and happy there of working or what do you think is the, the, the culture and the emotion of people who are working there? I mean, for me, my experience at the LA office was great. I, I loved everyone there. I, I still have really good friends that still work at Facebook um, and in the New York office as well. Uh, people are definitely stoked to work there if you're a full-time employee. They call it FT, if you're FT. Um, as a contingent employee, as a contractor, um, for me, it was really tough because not to like get too into the minutia of how the whole thing works but basically the partnerships team is where is what is at LA so the partnerships team it's all entertainment partnerships so basically it's half sales and half partnerships and the partnerships team they're the ones that cover that have relationships with all the uh, musicians celebrities etc 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 so there's different verticals there's tv movies uh, music lifestyle things like that and each uh, rep that does each vertical they have a book of they call it a book of business they have clients that they've met through the years being in their industry respectively and they're the ones that that uh you know cultivate relationships when facebook has like an like facebook live came out they're the ones that will reach out to all their celebrity contacts and say hey come into the office and we'll teach you about facebook live so i'm saying all this because my job and in terms of the company that hired me was just to service them they refer to them as our customer but the problem is, is that I had, there was no representation from that company in this office. So basically, it was my team and myself and then the partnerships team. So naturally, I'm a people person. I, I love meeting people and like starting, like getting relationships going. I became really close with the entire office. And since there was no one from my company there, um, it was tough for me because I made strong relationships and I'm supposed to go through this whole like, rigmarole if if like you were on the music partnerships team you're like hey we want to do a live music shoot and i was like yeah cool that's awesome um 
I would get a slap on the wrist because I'm supposed to manage up and go to my manager who's not even here. They're in San Francisco and be like, hey, is it okay if we do this? Yeah, let me check. Yada, yada, yada. It's like there was just a bunch of red tape you had to jump through. So people definitely are stoked to work there. I was very excited to work there and the experience I got was very cool. Um, towards the end, it, it was a little tough for me, but it wasn't Facebook's fault. It was just it was the company that I worked for, frankly. Like they, they just didn't know how to how to manage. They they were so far out of the loop. Then they came in. I was there for a year until the head of my department actually came down and asked like what we did, which blew my <laughs> mind. I was like, are you kidding me? So, um, and then there's definitely people. You know, you could tell us there's definitely people who work there that are veterans. Like they've been in entertainment for a long time, and they just wanted a job where they could they call it vest and rest. They just want to be able to sit back and not work a tremendous... They want to work what they're supposed to do. They don't mm -hmm. really want to have more work on their plate because all they want to do is wait four years until they have their full stock investments and then they leave yep. and go to another tech company. <laughs> so, yeah. But it's a cool culture for sure. Yeah. Well, I think what you hit on was the fact that, again, when you have 37,000 employees, like there's going to be bureaucracy. Oh, there's yeah. There's going to be red no matter tape. What. And I, I think that's... Uh, a challenge that they're working through mm -hmm. uh, and will be a big challenge of how they survive that next step. And I think one of my uh, 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 friends who runs a business and he said, you know, there's certain breaking points for companies like five, five people is a breaking point. Then 50 is your next breaking point. Then 150 of like how you communicate and how you run a company. And certainly at 37,000, what, 773. Yeah. It, globally. Globally. And you have to scale. Yeah. You're right. I mean, the scale is insane. Mm -hmm. It's insane running a company that big. What's interesting about that too is, is that's a complaint in the networks too. You know, no one can ever get anything done, and they yeah. they always see Facebook and the tech companies as like magical elves that can get things done really quickly without that bureaucracy. But it's not true. We're learning. <laughs> well, I mean, one of their one of their big slogans is, and you'll when you go to the office, you'll see all these slogans everywhere. One yeah. of them is "Move fast and break stuff." Of course, but when you when <laughs> you start. Yeah, you, well, and the thing is, when you honestly start moving fast and breaking stuff, they don't like it that much. <laughs> so it's kind of like, <laughs> at least in my experience, hmm. um, but yeah. As we you know look at like the future, I want to take it back uh, and just say like, do you guys remember life before social media? And I don't mean like oh, yeah. oh like living off social media, but what you know obviously i think we're all 30 mid 30s mm -hmm. somewhere around there so did you just assume my age dude <laughs> yeah come <laughs> on let's, yeah let's 2016 <laughs> i remember when that product launched facebook live like it oh was, yeah it was a big deal and I, I want to know all about it what do you what do you want to know ben so were you there on the day of the rollout no i wasn't i was there i was there after um it, so the way they kind of launch products and this is something that kind of irked me, but I understand why they did it. They kind of would half-bake the product, and then they would just roll it out and be like, well, let's see what the public does with it, which is interesting, but because then it's like, oh, the public will innovate, and they'll, t they'll show us, which I think Snapchat does a really good job of um, in regards to, let's give them a product, and whatever they do with it, we're going to kind of tailor the experience to what people are naturally doing. So with Facebook Live rolled out, um, they didn't even know they wanted a studio. They didn't know they wanted to have a place where they could bring in their partners, meaning like celebrities, musicians like that, and come and experience it so they can learn about it. So when I was there, it was probably like two or three months after they released it. Um, and it was a brand new thing. And that was a big initiative. Like the whole partnership team was, was gold to grow Facebook Live, the platform. Um, so it was really exciting at the beginning. Like when I first started they were like, oh, we only want to shoot on iPhones. So we had this big, awesome studio with Kino flow lights and a grid and everything. And they're like, we're shooting on a phone. And I was like, all right, fine. But then they had C300 sitting in the closet. And you were able, with, it's called the API, the application program interface. You're able to stream with real cameras. So I was like, why, do we, why don't we give them the Cadillac experience? And they're like, oh, we don't know if we want to do that. So I just set it up. And I was like, fuck it. This is what we're going to do. And it worked out well. You know, we did a multicam switch and... You're the first one ever to do that at well, Facebook? That's I shouldn't say good. I don't. I can't really claim I'm the first one to do it because I'm sure people tested it. Yeah. But I, I, the LA office was the first one to set up a real deal three camera switched shoot. Nice. Because we had the gear, so why not? You know? And yeah. that, and that, and in doing that, the other offices saw, because they, they, everyone visits each other's offices all the time, and they'd be like, we want that. So that's kind of how I remember when I mentioned I'm kind of the nail that kept wanting to 
hit down, my company was like, what's going on? How come they want that now and they want that now? It changes, <laughs> it changes the way they have to staff up their studios to do so. Um, but it was exciting. Like it was, it was a really cool time. And uh, we got, we, I mean, I probably did like 400 lives altogether with everyone that came in. Um, so yeah. Well, you mentioned about, uh, you know, them looking at, oh, that's a feature that Snapchat. And I know that was a huge thing with Instagram stories and Snapchat stories. How much of Facebook is... Biters. How much is, <laughs> how much is Facebook trying to actually like create new things versus looking and being like, we want to make what's currently there better or be able to take from other right. platforms? I honestly think the focus of Facebook is identifying markets and capturing as as big of a market as they possibly can. And the whole reason why they want to do that is because it provides more ad space for companies to purchase. So like the whole Facebook watch thing, right? Like they know that on-demand streaming is a big thing. Mm -hmm. Okay. And, and they're a video first platform for sure at this point. So they know, okay, the market share right now is split up between Hulu, Netflix, uh, Amazon prime. Yeah. Name your streaming services. Exactly. So, but they know that, that, you know, they'll break down the, the demographic further. Like, okay, how many of the average person, how much of their time is consumed with on-demand media like that? So they'll have a pie chart or whatever, and they'll, they'll see those metrics. And if the metrics are big enough, they're like, okay, we need to provide that because that's that much more ad revenue we can generate. It's all about ad revenue. Mm-hmm. That's all it's about. And again, it's not, is it evil? I don't think so. It's, it's just, you know, how many, I've gotten catered ads where I'm like, that's actually a cool product. And I bought it because it was for me. Uh, So things like that, that's, that's how, I think that's business wise. That's what they go after. They just try to get the biggest market they possibly can. I am trying to find this specific stat because it came out today. And another thing we'll talk about is Chris Hughes, who's one of the founders of Facebook. Uh, came out today and said that they should split it up because they needed to be able to split up Facebook and Instagram and WhatsApp. And one of the crazy stats uh, was about ad dollars because Mm -hmm. that is obviously what everyone's worried about right now. How do you you sustain monetarily and how do you make money and how do you grow? And obviously ads is a huge thing. Um, Of every dollar that's spent on ads on social media, do you know how much of that is on Facebook? Well, it's all through Facebook. Well, so, I'm ta- I'm, no, I'm saying like through even like other things like Snapchat, through all the all the outlets, not including search, or not in- includes for all like social Google. money that's for ads on so any social media platform, any platform. Mm. How much of that is actually on Facebook? Does YouTube count? Yeah. Does it? Uh, percentages? Is are you asking percentages? Yeah, like of what's the what what's the cent on every every dollar? So is it like I'd, thirty cents, fifty cents, seventy five cents? Uh, I mean, I'm trying to understand your question. Are you saying that of all the ad money spent online, how on much so, on social media? Okay. So what? Facebook, Snap, Instagram. Yeah. Because Facebook and, and Instagram, Musical.ly, Twitter. I'd say Twitter. 80, I'd say if 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 you're if you're breaking up one dollar as a percentage, I'd say eighty cents to a dollar <laughs> on a dollar is what would go to Facebook. That's about what it is. Is that it literally okay? Eighty cents. So it's like yeah. that alone shares that's just wild. how big Facebook is because you look at it and like you said it does that include Instagram which is also Facebook does yeah. that include this other program which is also Facebook and it's funny the people I'm sure we have friends who are like I'm deactivating my Facebook I'm yeah. only going to use Instagram yeah okay well yeah yeah what's well, fine if you, I mean look the reality is is I, I so my company just got a big Japanese electronic company as as a we're, we're consultants for them mm-hmm. but they also don't really have uh, an Instagram presence because they're not privy to it they're mm-hmm. kind of old school which I don't blame them so we ran ads for them uh, at a trade show that happened recently, and it was so easy. They, they make it so fucking easy to run an ad at the trade show. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> how'd you do it? Well, it's, well, it's I mean, it's all through it. It's all through Facebook. So I just set my card up. They made me an admin on their Facebook page. Mm-hmm. I started their, or they had an Instagram account, but I, I linked the two together because they weren't linked. And then I just made since we were at a trade show in Vegas. It's an easy. It, that was the easiest way to target a specific demographic for them because I knew that everyone there was in the industry. So it's like, let's make a geo-targeted ad in Vegas. You put your hashtags just like you would in the description of your YouTube video. I don't, I don't know if you guys have ran ads before on Instagram. A little yeah. bit, not a lot, it's, but yeah. But yeah. It's, it's so fucking easy. It's just like, <laughs> so I, that's why like for me as an, as an entrepreneur now in kind of the same thing that I think we're all into, 
it's so easy for us to throw like 300 bucks. You can get so many impressions from 300 bucks. So as long as you have a plan, like if you're, if you're just throwing money at one post, you're a dumbass. But if you have like, hey, I'm going to make this post because I want them, I'm going to reroute them here because I have this to sell. That's that's where the win comes in. And it's it's super easy. Well, you had also mentioned talking about, you know, global impact of the whole reason that Facebook bought WhatsApp was to get into China. That's what I heard. I can't like officially say that because I, I, I yeah. was so low down right. the totem pole. Talking about the, the global presence uh, of Facebook, and you had mentioned that possibly one of the reasons that they mm. bought WhatsApp was just to get into China. Yeah, yeah. Not so, that there's a bunch of people in China or anything, but... Yeah, you know, there's <laughs> only like however many billion of pe- billions of people in China. I don't know. I'm not a scientist, <laughs> but I digress. Uh, yeah, I mean, look, I, I'm, I was way low on the totem pole, but from what I heard from little birdies chirping around the office was the reason why WhatsApp was acquired was Facebook is not in China. Because, you know, they got some weird social media. They have, I mean, their internet in general is really restricted. So to be able to get into China, they acquired WhatsApp. Because WhatsApp apparently had the license or whatever. China was cool with WhatsApp being in China. Hmm. Um, I don't know how they use that to integrate into their platform. I don't know if they, if they share. I mean, I'm sure they, if they, yeah, they must get the stats from people in China. I don't know how that helps them or benefits the company, but that's why I heard they acquired the company. Well, I'm sure it's place. also you just, you're building that, you know, connection with mm-hmm. anyone. It's like, yeah. oh, oh, have you met my partner? Yeah. Mark? Yeah. <laughs> <that>? Uncle Mark? <laughs> you look like you were about to say something, Ben. That's why. Oh. So is it, do they use WeChat? Is, is it like a WeChat competitor? I didn't even know WhatsApp was in Facebook. What uh, in, the in, uh, fuck in China. is WeChat? What's yeah. WeChat? What is WeChat? I don't know if I know what WeChat is. You know what WeChat is? Either. No. It's yeah. like a small tell, chat, like a WeChat. Tell us, it's, uh, it's, tell us while I Google. It's a, Wee, it's a WeChat. It's the Facebook of China, essentially. Oh. Hmm. Yeah. That's. I doubt that's... I, I mean, fuck, I don't know. I doubt that's Facebook, but it might be. But I doubt it. First released in 2011 by 2018, it was the world's largest standalone mobile apps with over a billion monthly active users. Cr- just in China? Over a billion? Yeah, that, it's all that China. Is cr- that's crazy. It's almost like the government mandates, like, everyone has to be on WeChat. That's crazy. I wouldn't be surprised. Right? Yeah. Like, think, okay, think globally, Facebook's what you said, 2.7 now or 2.35? 2.4 monthly active users. 2.4 monthly active users. Uh, and they have over a billion. That's insane. I wonder what their ARPU is. You guys know what ARPU is? Ooh. That's your annual, annual revenue per user. So that's like what the big tech companies need to know. Like, well, what's the ARPU? It's one of the numbers, like when, when stocks get released or like when uh, they release their earnings for stock prices. I've never heard that. Yeah, check it out. You want, you want a good ARPU? Like Twitter's ARPU is pretty good. I want to really? say it was like eight bucks per user. Yeah. Is that how, you know, in looking at like the, the, the thing that always has blown my mind is like Twitter and Snapchat and it comes out and with so many companies in Silicon Valley, you're just, you're just burning money. Yeah, you are. Th- you're not making any money. There's no profit. You're losing tens of millions and hundreds of millions of dollars. They all make money. Yeah. They definitely all make money. So how explain this to anyone who's reading? You know the reports that they're like, oh, Twitter lost this month of money, amount of money this month. I honestly don't know if I can explain it, other than the fact that if if they're not reporting an income, it's likely because they're scaling the company so fast that every dollar they're making is going towards hiring employees, paying employees, building new offices, remodeling old offices, um, infrastructure. Um, they're basically make every money every every smart company every dollar you make essentially is going to go back into the company mm-hmm. and back into money, the stocks. Exactly. It's, what, it's what Amazon did for so long, right? Well, Which people are shitting on, like you know this whole Amazon's not paying taxes thing. Like they're doing the same thing. All these companies do the same thing. If you're smart and you're growing, what do you do? Like if you make money, you don't just stop investing in your company exactly. unless you're a knucklehead. Yeah, you know. And then because you have so much money you can invest in things like they're investing in mlb rights nhl rights all yep. that all that stuff that's i'm sure where a lot of twitter money is going you know and that's going to pay off big time big time down the line i mean it is now i mean if you get a job yeah. at twitter now you're going to make really good fucking money you're going to get great stock options and you're going to get the best health benefits at any of these companies any tech company that's how it, that's how it is do you see where is the tipping point on that of uh like when are they profitable when, no not profitable but like how long can they survive and do you see any one of them failing like vine so obviously vine is right. an example that that didn't work out did vine ever 
Did Vine ever monetize? I don't even know if they ever. I never. I wasn't really on the platform. I loved the content that I saw on the platform, but I wasn't really on it. Yeah, why did it get shut down? I actually don't know that. I they got shut down because they were only six seconds, and Instagram came along and was like, "Oh, by the way, we're fifteen seconds." Yeah, that could. I mean, and, which happens. Hmm. Which is kind of cool because like snap. So so you're saying which which one would fail? Like yeah, because point? I look at it. And I I honestly think if I had to take a bet of you know shorting a stock or which one would fail, I see Snapchat. I do not see right. Snapchat surviving. So I disagree. And and here's yeah. why. It's because you got to think of it in, in it's all so always think demographics. Always think what's the demo on each platform, okay? Snapchat the demo is like 12-year-olds. It's like the majority of Snap, I mean there's definitely, I mean I have Snapchat, but I hardly ever use it. People our age do use it for sure, but their biggest demo is is the youth. It's like the 12 to like I don't know, 22, something like that. If I had to guess, I don't know for sure. Insta- like Instagram's kind of like the middle market. Instagram's kind of like the teenager slash young adult. And then Facebook is for like, if I had to guess, like the mid 35 to your grandma, you know? Mm-hmm. So I don't see any one of them going anywhere because the youth definitely is on Instagram as well. But in regards to like, like I have a younger brother who's eight years younger than I am. I'm 34, so he's 20. 25 maybe he's not eight years anyway can't do math right now but he's 25 and his, all his friends use snapchat yeah. constantly all the time um mine don't you know all my friends we send each other dms on instagram we send funny posts which yeah. he does as well but he, they're way more active on snapchat than i am so snapchat has a market and instagram tried to capture that market i mean that's what sto- stories is a direct bite off of Snapchat. Literally a copy. The exact same thing. But copy plus. But where Snapchat, and this is what I love also, Snapchat's filters are above and beyond far superior to what Facebook stories and Instagram stories has to offer because their biggest investment was snatching Pixar animators. And they have, their animation team is incredible. Like I've been I've been to the offices before. It's like like I haven't many animators, but like they 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 found their niche and they threw all their money at that. And if you look at some of the face filters, it blows your mind. They have a thing called Snap Camera now, mm-hmm. where you can have like like live like basically avatars that they re- you know they release that you can download it. So it's a it, it's it's a trip what they've done. So they're all doing their own thing. Um, I don't think Facebook and Instagram is going anywhere anytime soon. And splitting them up, I mean, I don't know. I mean. Cr- Chris Hurley is Chris, Chris Hurley? Hughes. Chris, Chris Hughes Hurley. We're messing uh, up names left and right today. Yeah, You're yeah. You're just on the train. He definitely knows way more. I mean, obviously, I don't know shit compared to what he knows about the company. I just don't know what splitting him up is going to do. It's not like it's a phone company that we have. We're not paying anything. Exactly. This is all free. So when people are like, "Oh, this is fucked up. This is bullshit," it's free. So if you don't like it, get the fuck off of it. Seriously, you're not paying. You're not. They're not taking your money. If you're giving them your time voluntarily. As a society, how can we be mad? Like, how can we be mad that that people run like the president? The, the campaign, the uh, election was huge because they're like, oh, they got swindled because of Facebook. And no, they didn't. They just Trump had a dude. In his, I saw 60 Minutes on it. He ran so many individual ads. He targeted some communities with 30 people, and he changed the ad for those 30 people. So basically, he hustled. He made multiple ads. Of, he used. He. I think he said he ran. I want to say a thousand ads a day, and they were different. Yeah, they're wow. A/B testing that many times. It so insane. it's like, am I mad at that? Fuck no. That's people should look at that and be like, wow, that's dope. I mean, you may not be happy with the president or not. I don't know, but like, regardless, you would have been happy if your person did it. Fuck yeah. yeah. And also for us, it shows us like, wow, that's how we can. You know, if you have a production company, that's how you can get your your production company out. If you have cool content, you can tweak it to share it to specific markets. And and. Again, it's all this is this. We're all talking about a free service, so I don't know how much bitching people can do. People just don't like power, and it is power. They have a lot of power, but it's also free. They give At you free what product. point that it's free? It's like it doesn't. Your iPhone doesn't only come with Instagram. It doesn't come with Instagram. You know? Yeah. It's like you have to choose to download it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You have to choose exactly. to use it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Fuck you, Instagram. Oh, I gotta get the new uh, update. Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah. how is that gonna work for you? Was there one thing? Maybe there's a personal question for each of you, or maybe you look at society. One thing that Facebook did, you know, Facebook, Instagram, whatever, mm-hmm. that made it irreplaceable. Yeah. For advertisers like, or consumers? For consumers. That it was their one thing that you were just like, mm, that was the point where uh, you couldn't 
live without. Oh, poking for sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Remember that? That was it. Dude, that chick I like poked me. Yeah. I poked her back. What do you guys think? Why'd you poke her back? They're bringing the poke back. God, are you serious? Like yeah, the, they're doing like, the like anonymous dating so you can say. Mm. Oh, yeah. I, I saw like that. It. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. See, again, they're trying to capture another market. You know, let's. And they should. And they, they will. Should. They will. They, they will. And they're so big now. If they, they see anything coming along, they can either buy it or copy it. Yeah. So buy their stock. Uh, I bought a ton when it was down. They're not good. going anywhere. No. Um, they're part of Fang. Yep. Exactly. Facebook, Facebook, Apple, Apple Amazon, Amazon, Netflix, Netflix Google. Google yeah. um, I think the tipping point was, I think, and they didn't, again, they didn't, like, Zuckerberg didn't plan any of this to happen. Like, exactly. he, he didn't make this thinking it was going to be this. I think it just exposed in our society, I was thinking about this on the way here, I, th- I think it, it's exposed our society that we are just a society of people that seek validation from something. So we're all trying to get validation from something. One of my crutches is humor. Like, if once it's on and people are laughing, it's hard for me to turn it off because that's how I seek validation. I have to, I have to be cognizant of that. Otherwise, I won't stop. And it's like, dude, fucking, was there a dim switch on you? <laughs> but I think that what Facebook and Instagram revealed to all of us is that everyone's looking to get validated somehow. So, like, if you're on set or you're working and you're proud of something you're doing, you post it. Why do you post it? I mean, most of the times, you're posting it because you want to get people like you and like it and see what your value is double tap it yeah hey i'm valuable in this society check it out look how valuable i am i need your validation to know that i'm valuable um models are an easy one also like i'm beautiful i need to know that i'm beautiful which is sad but again these people it's it's the mindsets haven't changed it's just we now have a drug to have it's a drug it's dopamine Mm -hmm. Every time we make a post and we get 300 likes or whatever it is, you get a, it's you, the physiological response in your brain is the same as eating a bunch drugs. of chocolate or drugs. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Whatever it is, you know. So, I think it just exposed that. So that's the tipping point. Is how much of our, you know, that's what like there's really cool Black Mirror episodes about. Is like, I think once we realize like, hey, maybe I don't need to seek validation all the time, and like the validation should be from your success. Like mm-hmm. this podcast, for instance, like. When this thing blows up, already kind of has blown up, right? By the way, guys, good for you, good for you. Oh, hey, but thanks. like, the validation is going to come from your followers, your your market mm-hmm. increasing, everything increasing, and and that's the way to do it, right? In my mind, that's the healthy yeah. way to do it. So, and I think they they're taking that of that is the obviously you said the tipping point, and now they're adding on the WhatsApp where people are literally. I someone was saying before the show that in like Europe, WhatsApp is literally what people are using for their cell phone. Oh yeah, and yeah. then you have Facebook Marketplace, yeah, and you you're you're establishing e-commerce and business, and mm-hmm. you're building an entire you know world right on there. That even when you know you realize that you do have this dopamine and that it is addicted, mm-hmm. and you're like, oh, I don't want to do it anymore, oh, but man, I, I use this for a service. Yeah. Oh, I yeah. use this for phones. Yep. Oh, I use this for video. Yep. That you can't get off it. No, I mean we can't. We no. can't get off it in, in mm-hmm. the industry. That if you're in entertainment, if anyone has a, if they're like, oh, I have a production company, I'm not on Instagram. I have news for you. You're a fucking dinosaur. Mm-hmm. You need Instagram. You yep. need all of it. Excuse me, I'm burping into the mic. <laughs> you're a fucking dinosaur. <laughs> okay, <laughs> what do you, what do you guys think about this? Uh, I think Facebook is, uh, Instagram's threatening to hide likes. Oh, they're saying they're gonna test it. I terrible. don't buy it. That is never Total gonna PR. happen. Yeah, I don't even know. I saw that story. I don't even know how it was leaked. Who leaked it? I don't believe anything anyone ever says ever until I research it for an hour. So I, I, I why? Here was but my regardless. Here was my... What do you think would happen? Well, I will say this. I will say this. He, one thing about working in, in that in that culture, the cultures, the culture, they're all about love and like spreading awareness and or you know like like kind comments, all this stuff. Well, the problem with that is we kind of get into the whole free speech thing, right? So when you have people who don't align with what that... Because first of all, they're defining what kind comments are as a company. They're defining what kind speech is as a company. So when you have a company like that, that big, defining all of that, and you have anyone who's rubbing them the wrong way, I'm not saying some blatant racist saying the awful shit. I'm saying someone who might say one thing that doesn't align with what they're what their definition of what I, the aforementioned is, I can see them docking those people. Like those people they might want to hide likes on. You know, like that's happening across the tech industry in general, which is kind of scary because that's where they do have a lot of power. 
that's when you're kind of guiding social like socially what people see and what what they're supposed to think in a sense and that to me is really scary mm-hmm. here's what i compared it to is you know was it a year ago or in the past year when apple came out and said we're going to start showing you how long, we know that people are addicted we're going to start showing you how long you're on you know time wise yeah. on various yeah. apps did they do that because they wanted you to use your phone less no they did it as a pr move oh yeah because they're like we care about yeah. our individual yeah. users and we yeah. know it's dangerous yeah. and so we're going to give it to you. Keep using it though. Yeah. Keep using Look it. Look at us guys. Yeah. So I, that's why I see this this leak coming out where they're like, oh, we're testing this. They're never going to get away from this. They're literally just doing it so that they can be like, well, we, we looked into it because we care about our users. Yeah, yeah. And then when they don't do it, they're like, freedom. We yeah. want freedom. And that's yeah. why I love them because they're about freedom. <laughs> I was You're wondering right. if they were doing it too because likes are so easy to buy now likes also and true. followers so i That's i was like are they bullshit. trying to get rid of that marketplace because there's nothing you can do about it Mm-mm. you can buy likes you can buy comments subscribers yeah. followers but those don't do you any good anyway I, I mean depending on what you're into i guess if you're like a, if you're like an influencer quote yeah. unquote and you and you pay to have your following way up that'll probably help you get sponsorship and brand ads and whatnot like let's say you're selling something or let's say um which you know, is illegal by the way it's fraud what is it so we're working with this lawyer right now who wants to be the influencer lawyer. And we're doing all these videos for him where the he goes in and he says, yeah, it, it's fraud. Interesting. Oh. Wait, so it's okay. So it's fraud. So if I pay for a bunch of users and I'm an influencer, quote unquote, which by the way, I fucking hate that term, but I get it. Mm, I just, yeah. it makes, that's what makes, makes me sick. Yep. 12 year old. Here's where it becomes influencers. fraud when there's a monetary transaction. You go to this right. brand. Hey, I have all these followers. Hey, look. But that's, to me, that's, that's the brand's fault. It is. Cause then you can ask things like, okay, so that's your following. What are your organic, what's your organic reach like? What's your uh, actual audience interaction like? You know, like how many comments are you getting back from actual users? If they're, if you can buy all that now, that's the point. That's then, then honestly, it's a smoke show. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. Is it fraud? No, I don't don't think, I don't think it's fraud. I think, but we're not lawyers. He says it's fraud. Well, it's also, I'm sure that you can make a case. It's also why, and we talked about this on a previous episode, if you want to go back uh, and listen, was talking about influencers and companies and how brands are no longer giving upfront money. Yeah. They're giving back-end money. Super we'll give, smart. We'll give you 15% of whatever you bring because Super it's smart. safer for the brands in the age when everything is bought. Yeah. That's actually a genius idea to wade through all the bullshit, but also like going back to the fraudulent thing. I mean, again, do we need more litigation in this country? Like, do we need someone else to be able to sue someone else? The brand's being fucking lazy. If the brand hired an influencer and didn't vet them properly, and then they want to sue them for fraud, like, I understand that it could poss- possibly be fraud, but how about vet who you're going to hire? Don't don't just think like, oh, our brand's hurting. We're going to throw money at this one person that's going to fix everything. It's like research. Like, that, that's on them to really go through. And it's like anything else that we do, right? Like, mm-hmm. again, we're in the service industry. We're all production companies or whatever. We can, we can tell anyone, oh, how many times have you said, yeah, I can do anything? And if they were like, yeah, okay, we need to do with the four satellite trucks and a full live stream of Coachella <laughs> with four. You can say yes, but like, if they don't vet you and know that you can do that and they hire you and it goes to shit, is that on you or on them? It's you know, it's, it's literally what I was talking about yesterday. With well, the, you could be the sued r- for breach of contract. Yeah, no, totally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Look, I don't want to yeah. fight, Ben. No, we're not. We're <laughs> no, we align <laughs> pretty well. I'm, t- I'm yeah. totally kidding. <laughs> it's like the Theranos thing, the Silicon Valley Theranos. Do you know about this? The uh-uh. the lady uh, Elizabeth Holmes who created the machine that would uh, take a prick of blood and be able to give you an entire blood test. And you could do it at a Walgreens. There was a huge documentary about it. It was uh, incredible. Uh, company was valued at $9 billion. Mm-hmm. Didn't have a machine. She all basically, bullshit. all BS, they had top government officials on the board of the company would bring them in, were promising that, oh yeah, we'll be able to do this, we'll be able to do this all the time. They're trying to make this machine couldn't make the machine and they had a nine billion dollar valuation nine billion dollar evaluation a lady named elizabeth Holmes. there's a couple uh uh oh series is this a documentary about, about her yeah hbo documentary i, I saw a, i remember seeing something like they definitely paint her as some weird ass criminal con person yeah because you're and it's and it's it's the entire silicon valley thing of you're promising things and then being going to your engineers and be like hey we need you to do this yeah yeah God. i tried to read that book so many times i got so bored every time what was the book bad blood is that what it, oh, yeah, that's what it, it's is called. It about this? That's yeah. What it's based oh, on, yeah. got it. Yeah. Yeah. But it is incredible. So uh, two things I do want to uh, touch on, I think, uh, talk, talking points are... Let's touch on them all, dude. Are A, 
will there be another network mm-hmm. that can rise up and become self-sufficient versus being bought? Mm-hmm. And then the other one is just what is like new features and how are those being brought to the forefront, whether that's via a new company or via Facebook or uh, I was going to say Instagram. I was like, ah, dang it, that is Facebook. Yeah, I know, right? Uh, Snapchat or another one. So I want to talk about the can a new and maybe they go hand in hand because a new company could take it up. So I look at like new features being like virtual reality. And could there be another network? Uh, and, and social media network that comes and says, this is what we're going to do. This is what's going to make us thrive. Do we think there could be another network and what would their features be? Yes. There's always going to be something new, but will Facebook or Google or anyone have enough money to buy them? Mm-hmm. And will they be willing to sell? <laughs> yes. Especially after <laughs> looking at Snapchat and be like, Oh, I probably should have taken that deal. Uh, well, yeah. Well, Snapchat denied. Right? I know. Yeah. Which is great. I love it. I mean, will there be, if the question is, will there be another social network? Like, just like Ben said, I agree. Yes, there definitely will be. Will there be another Facebook or Instagram? I I don't think so. And I think that, like you mentioned, virtual reality. That's why Facebook bought Oculus. They acquired one of the best products that does virtual reality and technology. And they they took the whole company. So they're, they're, all these companies are so far ahead years wise of, of projections of where it could go. They're kind of Doctor Strangeing the whole thing, not to get too Avengers nerd here, but they're kind of <laughs> doing the whole like, okay, what's all the outcomes that could possibly be? Um, I think that uh, you'd be you'd be it'd be far fetched to think that there'd be another giant social network that's going to capture the market that they've done because this is a situation where the first to market really does win because they have the user base now. Everyone's already on it. So like Snap, I think I would say Snapchat's that. Snapchat is our new social media platform that captured the youth big time, um, and and they're they're still kind of the darling of the whole social media companies. But even like that that I I'm not on this app, but that app TikTok, you know TikTok, TikTok, sure. yeah, and like so, the same with Musically too. I even know that what that one is. Same thing. Yeah, but t- very but TikTok. So funny story, you know that song, uh, which honestly, I fucking love this song. That Lil Nas X song. I uh, love that song. Old Town Road, yeah. God, I love that song. So, I, and I love, Lil Nas X to me is hilarious. And he, and good for him, man. The, I was at Stagecoach. We were working Stagecoach this year, and they performed that song. And, and I was there. Oh, you said, yeah, were you really? Oh, yeah. Yee, yee, brother. Yeesh. <laughs> fucking A. Ting. But anyway, uh, apparently, he wrote that song from a TikTok challenge. There was a TikTok, like Western or TikTok cowboy challenge. And that's why he wrote that song. So I don't know if TikTok's going to go anywhere, but I definitely see a lot of ads. And I don't, I don't know if you guys have, but I've seen a lot of ads on my Instagram feed about TikTok. So, but yeah, I, I don't know. I really don't know if we're going to get another giant, huge social media platform. And maybe that is what Chris Hughes was talking about. Maybe that's why Chris wants to break it up. But still, like, we all are on these platforms already. How many more are we going to sign up for? So TikTok, reading up on it, uh, founded in 2016. Is it Chinese? Was, re- was really a global thing. It was musically, thing, and they it bought was, it. It was global before it came to the U.S. So they have roughly about 500 million users. Okay. Which actually I think is bigger than Instagram. I think Instagram is still like three or 400 million. Now maybe no they're... It's not as many as what you would think. I think Instagram breached a billion. I'm almost Did they? positive. Yeah, yeah. If you want to look up, look up Instagram. Uh, As of yeah, you got it. It says so they have 500 million every day. Yeah. So what's what's which the means actual? that they're? I don't know if they're at a, maybe they're at a billion. I mean, if you got to think, if it's 500 but, million every day, they probably have another two. I mean, you'd think at least half of that would be people who are not really on the platform every day. I don't know. They're close to a billion though. They have 300 million followers on instant on their actual Instagram account. Which is unique. Isn't that, isn't that crazy? Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah, looking at like what, you know, TikTok and, and Musical.ly and all these others. Yeah, I think that they're they're too far behind. Yeah. Anything starting right now. Like years wise, you mean? Years uh, wise. Yeah, I agree. I agree. User wise. And so it, it begs the question of, again, do you want to sell? Do you not want to sell? And features. What features do you guys see that could be exploited right. as the next social media? The whole augmented reality, people seem to really dig face filters, like with Snapchat. People really, like even with Snapchat, they'll, they'll take a Snapchat video, download it, then post that to their Instagram. 
how many girls do you see in their stories you have the dumb fucking ears and the high-pitched voice and oh you're my like, goodness oh you're so cute that's so cute when you do that for every single day of your life it's <laughs> fucking adorable but like they do it you know yep i feel like that's a big thing um like i have a pixel a, a pixel phone pixel 3 and they there's like I think the iPhones have them too. They have like those AR things you can drop in. So mm-hmm. I can like drop stormtroopers and shit here and like pan mm-hmm. around and they're like they're all hanging out. I think there's something in that. Um, personally, I think I think the big features are going to be for your own production needs. Like as an influencer, right? If I can open up an, an app and feature-wise, if I could just sit in front of a white wall even or any color I want and, and key it out and then add set pieces... Like if I can add a bookshelf and a plant and I can just sit there and talk and change my settings like I'm somewhere else, Mm -hmm. I think that would be a huge feature because I think everyone just wants to be seen. It's the whole validation seeking again. They want to make content. You constantly hear like, you guys got to put content out. Keep pushing out content. Well, these kids hear it. We all hear it. Society hears it. And we need ways to do it. We know how to do the cameras, lights, action, all the bullshit, but not everyone does. Like they're very intimidated. So... The more the phone becomes the primary source of everything, um, I think that's gonna. I, I think those kinds of features are, are gonna be what really sets off at least quality of content that we're gonna see out there. And to add on to that, it's not just the phone; it will be when we're without the phone, and you What's already went into the watch and the brain and the glass. And the gla- I think glasses are gonna come back. Oh and- yeah, totally. Yeah, it's going to be things that you don't have to pull out a phone. Yeah. It's things that you're moving around and you already have the, the watch on and you're able to just see various things. And yeah. It, it's, it's Well, you guys saw the Elon Musk. Did you guys see the Elon Musk uh, Joe Rogan podcast? Mm-mm. I know, uh, obviously. You got to check it out. I saw some clips. Uh, yeah, I saw some clips. So <laughs> one thing, yeah, we all saw him smoke weed, right? <laughs> uh, the one thing he kept talking about, which blew my fucking mind, is he's working on a technology now. You know, he's always like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, stealth phones, mm-hmm, yep. your thumbs, mm-hmm, the, the bandwidth is uh, slow, mm-hmm, you know, the way he talks. <laughs> but he's talking about, like, how, the ba- like, in terms of information, like, we're, all, we're cyborgs right now. We're cyborgs right now because we use a piece of technology to get answers. So, in theory, we're a symbiotic relationship, you know? So, his whole thing was, the bandwidth is still going through your thumbs. So, this is still a slow, archaic way to, like, get your information He's working on some kind of like neuro, like literally black mirror shit where you can communicate with something like this neurally. So like if you think about that, that's kind of where our future is going to be. It's going to be that black mirror shit where they put the thing in your eye and your eyes turn white and you're just like, I'm in it, man. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Because those Google, those Google lenses were fucking hideous. You guys remember those? They're yeah. like the, the jo- Jody from like Star Trek, yep. the white ones. Oh my it's God. like how, how to get your ass beat one on one. You put those on and walk down the street. You know what I'm saying? You're a mark-ass bitch if you wear those things. <laughs> <laughs> How much uh, is... I, I, I look at this, and I just wrote this down, the comparison between Facebook and Apple. And I see it as companies... Value-wise? Not Well, value-wise, but like bi- big enough that they know they have extremely loyal users. Mm. And they don't have to take risks. They'll let someone else take a major risk, oh, and yeah. then they'll just adapt it. Yeah. Do you guys agree with that? Fuck yeah. Especially with Apple. Like, dude, I'm an Android guy. You guys both Apple guys? Mm. Apple. So I had the iPhone. When it first came out, it was incredible. Blew mm. my fucking mind. They don't innovate. Like, all the options, and you guys, this is like a common meme you see across the board, but like, every option that Apple comes out with, Android has already had. Yep. So, but it's smart for Apple, because just like you said, they have a loyal user base. People buy the new versions every single time. You're not risking something going wrong. Exactly. But that's why I applaud companies like Google and how they have an open platform because they want to push innovation. They want you to go as far as you can. And sometimes the wheels do fucking fall off. Sometimes things are whack, but they fix it pretty quick. But that's how they grow so fast. Did that answer your question? No, I think it did. What do you think, Ben? The risk of innovation. I I don't think it's risky to innovate. I mean... People develop features and kill them all the time, you know, put out more and see what sticks. Yeah. Like a big bowl of spaghetti. Yeah, exactly. Slap. But so you don't think it's risky. You don't think it like, so let's say you have the iPhone, like the notch, right? Well, I guess that was the head, a ton of market research behind it. Just imagine if they released something willy nilly, like some kind of option and everyone fucking hated it. 
I think you're right. They're not going to leave. No. They'll just fix it in the next iOS update. Exactly. Or OS exactly. update. Yeah. Which is also interesting with Apple because you look at like their phones. That's exactly what they do. They literally wait for someone else to test it. Mm-hmm. And they come around and be like, okay, here's a perfected version of it. Here you go. Yeah. But with their computers is different because they're the first to take away CD drives. They're one of the first to take away USB ports. Yeah. The fir- and it's like, uh, uh, how is a company that is as lack of innovation and moving forward also on the forefront well, of doing it with one of their other products. Two different worlds. One's innovation, but one's it's all it's all money. I mean, it's obvious, right? Mm. So with that, it's all dongles. So they know we get rid of everything, especially regular yeah. USB things. You need to buy specific dongles. They are all about making you buy everything in the ecosystem, which I am not. I'm not for. I'm a big. I I, I, I get disillusioned really quick when a company keeps you invested. Like my business partner, he's a post guru. He's an editor. And he's always telling me like they just had a big fallout with Nvidia, so and he has a he has like a, a Hackintosh, so he like made PC parts and made a, a Mac. Well, now his graphics card, which is the shit, he can't use anymore, because Mac and Nvidia aren't playing nice, mm. and it fucked everything up. So it's like stuff like that. When you're so invested in the ecosystem, which does work well, and I understand, that's where it gets tough for me. Um, I don't know, man. I think for, I think for once this podcast, I'm gonna disagree with you. All right. So Ooh. it's been interesting. <laughs> oh, <boy>. <laughs> <laughs> I think that they're just kind of future thinking and they're going to like, trust us. You don't need this anymore. The headphone jack, everyone complained. You won't need it anymore. Trust us. Yeah. Everyone uses Bluetooth, everything. You're getting rid of USBs. You won't need this anymore. We made them smaller. USB-C, everything's gravitating towards USB. Graphic cards, chips, whatever, that, that's kind of a different story. But right. I don't think that they're necessarily looking at the dongle market in that decision. I also want to point out that Apple, as much as they're saying, oh, we're not going to, we're going to take away the headphone jack. And it's been like three or four years since they put it on a phone. This computer is a week old and they still have a headphone jack. Boom. What's what are you up doing? with that? You're making me get rid of all my headphone jacks. What's and then you're going to come that, in and be like, oh, Apple. by the way, you still need a headphone jack. You still, we need one. You guys, let's bring back the fucking headphone jack. You won't. <laughs> Did you say you won't? You won't. I won't. But I mean, my, my phone doesn't have a headphone like, jack. Like monitoring audio, you have to go through the headphone jack because there's latency on the uh, on the Bluetooth. Yeah, big time. Well, yeah. they have those dumb things you can you know we can use the little like umbilical cord that sticks out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Final question is with the uh, you know the future of social media and Facebook. There's been a lot of hit on Mark Zuckerberg, obviously, uh-huh. as we take it way back to the beginning. The Wired magazine, that, that poor boy. Fifteen months of fresh hell inside Facebook. He's Mark, a not equipped. Back. Will he stay on at Facebook? Oh, he can't be fired. Yes. You you mean okay? So when you say yes, do you mean stay on as like CEO, the CMFIC, will the chief he, motherfucker will he in charge? Stay on <laughs> as the main decision maker is the end all be all decision maker and controller of the company i mean as a company culturally they look to he's he's like a god like he never even came to the la office people like talk about him he has a conference room that's a big bubble the top of his building where his building is at uh, mpk he has a fucking like forest on top of the building like with like this giant grilled cheese place like there like it's nuts Will he leave? He'll only leave. It's not like oil companies. So there's a board of like trustees and like they run the show and it's like old money. Like he's, he built the fucker. I think he'd only leave if he sought best fit to leave. Um, but even through all this stuff that we're going through, it's kind of what we talked about earlier. It's not like he himself exploited the public and fucked us over and mm-hmm. he did something illegal. People just use the platform and found the best tools to use for their task. And he's just under fire because people don't understand it. Like you remember his thing in Congress when he's explaining what a cookie was and they were, those old fuckers had, they're so dumb when it comes to the internet. Yeah. So, and those are the people that are trying to like get down to the bottom of this when they can't understand. Yeah. When you go to a website, there's a fucking cookie in your computer. So when you go back it remembers like your password and everything, like they don't understand that. And he was this poor dude who's such a bad public speaker. He's sipping a bit, his water. Oh yeah, lubricating his organs. He's just he just wants to smoke his meats in his backyard and make billions and billions <laughs> yes. of dollars. And I can't shit on that, you know. Uh, so 
I don't know if he ever will leave, man. I really don't. I mean, and, and if he does, it's, he's going to be just way over it, and that's why he's leaving. He's going to be like, I have enough money. I have a family. I, mean, I don't want to deal with he's anything. He's got plenty of money now. He's had, he, yeah. has, he has enough money forever. I think yeah. Jeff Bezos beat him, but, like, yeah. Jeff Bezos did beat him. But, uh, you I think know. he's, like, number four, number four or five on the world's richest list. Behind like yeah. what like sultans like Between, Saudi sultans? Uh, see, okay. Bezos is one at like a hundred and well at this point I think he's one hundred and fifteen after he had that divorce. Uh, yeah. Bill Gates, very expensive divorce. Warren Buffett, and then oh uh, really? Yeah. Okay. But it's again all these old guys. Yeah. Who have built these massive companies? And he's already. And then you have <laughs> Zuck coming in. Fucking guy, man. Which so let me ask you guys a question: Would you guys ever want to work at a tech company? The money's too good. The money's too good. If the money's too good, the money is too good at tech companies. Right oh now. yeah, yeah. So you guys are both would or no? I think about this a lot. Um, I'm finally in a vendor situation with a tech company, which is kind of the best way to be. Big time. But I do think until about they stop it. hiring you. <laughs> oh yeah, exactly. I do think about it a lot. I don't know. There's a lot of benefits. Tons. It was a lot a, of benefits. It was, you know, my friend who used to work at Google said the golden handcuffs. I was going to say the exact. It's a golden handcuff and you're in a golden birdcage. Yep. Mm-hmm. But they have phenomenal snacks. Oh, they have the all the LaCroix. Yeah. They have catered lunch and dinner and breakfast. You know why? It's because they keep you there. They don't want you to leave, They man. don't want you to leave. Why would you leave? If, if, you, the way I kind of see it is like if, you're, if you have a lot of drive still and you're like, in, especially like in our, in our field, entertainment mm-hmm. and production and all that stuff, don't do it yet. Like try to establish yourself first because once you go there, it's like it is. It just I would vest and rest. I would just be like, hey, this is yep. great. I, like I've noticed a lot of people that work there. Not everyone, but a lot of people are veterans who are over it. They're like from the entertainment industry, at least in this office or in the office I was in in L.A. And they just were sick of, or they just got you know they wanted a change and they just wanted more comfort. And mm-hmm. those jobs are the ultimate comfort absolutely big time mm-hmm. yeah and if i felt like everyone everyone in general is kind of terrified of getting fired so yeah. like they just kind of want to keep their head down be nice say nothing that's like at all abrasive so no one hates them and it's like yeah hi welcome do one or two good things and you're like well that's it i'm good yeah, yeah. i'm good did it i'm gonna i'm gonna wfh today i'm gonna work from home Happens all the time. Those motherfuckers can work from home all the time. I mean, good on them, man. I can't shit on it. I know. Because like right now, I wouldn't trade my position. And I doubt you guys would mm-hmm. for the world. Uh, but you know, if they throw two hundred grand at you a year and, and forty thousand a stock every year, you're like, well, yeah. Uh, how, much is, how much yeah. is it? My, my favorite part of this podcast is kind of like everything we've been pontificating on uh-huh. for the past year, and you're just confirming everything. Oh really? Yeah, we were just <laughs> guessing. That's what it's like, but that's yeah. what it's like. Oh, dude! And, uh, and to answer your question, it's like I love the scrappiness of a startup. Yeah, you know, I, yeah. I'll pretend I hate it in the moment, but if I didn't have it, I'd be so bored. But I also love like being able to pull a lever, and it's like some enormous change does happen because at these organizations, they have the capability to change a lot of things on a large scale. Yep. Not here. No, but that's why being a vendor is kind of the best because you're scrappy, but you get to work with them, and you get to dude. Be, yeah. If you're a vendor and you have a good relationship and and you can you can pre-identify business for the next coming years, you're that is the best situation. But then if attrition hits you in the ass and they're like, "Hey, our budgets got cut. We're not going to hire you anymore." Oh, this and it year. will. Yeah, it definitely will. <laughs> yeah, that's 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 the scary part about being freelance is you're always. It's it's a, it's a wild fucking animal. We're savages right now. We're wild animals in the forest in fight or flight. There's food there right now, but. Winter's coming, motherfucker. Yeah. And when that witch king gets here, oh, you guys, watch, you guys caught up? You guys caught up? No, about it. God damn it, guys! I watched my first episode this past weekend. It was a terrible episode. It's it's on, tough. It's it. I started watching the show three times, and I was like, "Fuck this show!" There's too many names, too many places, and then it's kind of like through osmosis. Like at the last episode of the last season, you're like, "Oh, I know where that is. I know what they're talking about." <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, yeah, man. Let's just uh, let's just let's just make art. You know what I mean, guys? Let's just uh, let's just go out there and, and make money. I think that you know, there's one thing that we you know learned in this is that it, a Facebook's not going anywhere. Social no. media's not going anywhere. I nope. think there's maybe the three percent chance that people are just like people just there's it's it becomes popular to break away from all social media. Yeah. Well, it's also popular, like, but to, I don't know how it. you. Yeah, I don't know to because to be popular. You need to be 
publicized. So how that's do you do that without? Cycle. So how do you do that without social media? And yeah. So that's that's the the future of looking at it and saying even if it is cool to take. I mean, how many people were? How many people posted the status and said? Guys, I'm taking a 30-day break from social. Why don't you just take the break and not tell us? Yeah, yeah, because guess what? Who gives a fuck, guy, girl? And also, people who are like, Facebook's evil, this is evil, whatever. First of all, that narrative is so fucking stupid. And where do they post about it? On social media. They post about how evil the social media is on social media. Why? Because you have reach. So, is it good or bad? You decide. And all this, like... It just it just pisses me off, guys. It's a free service, and we're shitting all over. As, as a society, like, they're so evil. No, you're using it. How about, as a society, we should analyze how we use it, and we should take responsibility for how we, we use it, not blame them for everything. What did I say at the I'm beginning? I'm right there with you. What did I say at the beginning? It's the biggest company out there right now that people love to hate but will oh, yeah. not stop using it. <laughs> Yeah. Never shit. never before have we talked so much trash and like this is terrible. They're doing this wrong, that this is bad. I can't believe they would do this. Let the Russians, go, let me, the Russians. Let me go post a status about it. Yeah, dude. I know. I know. And honestly, man, I'm I'm the opposite. I mean, it's not cuz I worked there cuz I did have a good experience. I did not like the company that hired me. I hated my management. And I did, wasn't a huge uh, fan of my team that managed me. But uh, but dude, like they, it's they've they've done it's just like the app, the iPhone. They've done they've innovated everything, and as a society, we're gonna have to deal with it. Yeah, three, say thanks. Three steps. People forward. can say, say thank you, dude. Like Jeff Bezos, <laughs> say yeah. thanks. It's like Harry Potter magic. Yeah. You order yeah. your phone, it's here in two hours. <laughs> yeah, dude, like, are you kidding Harry, me? You're well, yeah. Without saying any kind of spell or doing any kind of seance, I didn't light a single candle or cut a single pentagram into my skin <laughs> to get that box today that <laughs> I ordered today. They they do four steps forward and one step back, and people are focused on the one step back. And you're like, he took you four steps forward. Yeah, it's that whole like Louis C. Even though he's not, you can't talk about Louis C. K. anymore, but he's talking about people complaining about airplanes how there's no Wi-Fi. The my Wi-Fi is not working, and he's like, you're on a chair in the sky. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like that's kind of what it's just, we're all in a chair in the sky, and like and w- people just need. It's human nature to talk shit. People need something to hate. They need something to to piss them off and the more offended you are today the more virtuous you are today and people just love to be the virtuous person they love to they love to validate they love to tell people hey look how vir- virtuous i am and then they shit on everything and i don't see personally that attitude getting you anywhere yeah. and america's soft it's been so good for so long right now you dude know? yeah we need a good alien invasion dude yeah we need some space coming. coming we need thanos we need thanos to come in we need thanos to cut co- ah fuck could you imagine <laughs> I mean, here's the thing. If we all go, I'm down. Like, if Thanos snaps and we all go, it's like, what are we going to do? I haven't seen the new one, though, so don't ruin anything for me, guys. Oh, wow. I know. You won't ruin Game of Thrones. We won't ruin Thanos. Hopefully, we guys, uh, hopefully, we didn't ruin your day by listening to this podcast. Hopefully, you guys learned something. I mean, I thought this was incredibly interesting. And just, again, this is, uh, of all the podcasts we've done... We I'm the most at, interesting. We look, no, at, we look at the number of people impacted, the billions and billions, as Trump would say, billions yeah. and billions, billions and billions. That's a good one. Yeah. He's we, good at that. That's something I, something I, I, it's a good and a bad thing. I don't know how much I want to be good at that. Billions and billions. Billions uh, and billions. It's and like so, thing. yeah, it, again, social media is not going anywhere. Facebook's not going anywhere. There will be new inventions. There will be new innovations. Facebook will likely swallow them up. Yeah. And lots of money. You can, again, you can accept the four steps forward or you can ex- focus on the one step back. And if you can't That's beat it, it, join it. There you go. Yeah. And if you can't swim, then get out of the kitchen. <laughs> Casey, good. Good Dreams, your production company. Give them a shout-out. Good out. Dreams. Uh, check us out at gooddreams.com. We're a boutique uh, advertising company. We do social campaign, social platform campaigns. I'm doing a terrible elevator pitch. Gooddreams.com. Good with an E. Quick story. The reason why it's Good Dreams, obviously my last name, but my partner's name is Danny Reams, whose nickname is Dreams. So it's not just a stupid corny name. It actually kind of makes sense. And Sweet Dreams was taken. Sweet dreams was taken. Exactly. Yeah, that's actually a better company. I'm gonna call them right now and see if they change it. But yeah, uh, I had a lot of fun, guys. This is this was cool. I'm glad it's you know come for pe- for people I'll who enjoy back. talking about the entertainment industry. This is the podcast. Yeah, and I would love to t- 
that's what I want to talk about more. And I know we're out of time, but I'd love to talk about production with you guys. Like, like how Absolutely. we all deal with like getting clients and, and if, and also if Future you're, episode. if you're in production, how is it like working in a tech company? Is it good or bad? There's definitely cool things about it. So yeah. Future. And then going from a big company to a small company. Yeah. We missed a lot of bases, boys. We did, but it's fine. I'll come back. If you'll we have put, me. We put them on pause. We will pick them up in a future episode, which, of course, if you want to catch a future episode, make sure to subscribe, hit that like button, comment. I think I did the other day. It took three seconds for me to give five-star rating on iTunes, which is also where we are a top 100 business podcast. Thank you guys for that. Keep that going. Be able to tell a friend. And, you know, this is the world we live in. Hollywood 2.0. 1.0 is in the rearview mirror. Don't stay there. Move forward. We'll see you next time. Hollywood 2.0, The Vigo Show.